0: We're going to read again a bit further on in Luke chapter 2, this time from verse 8 to verse 20, and then I'll just speak for a few moments just to, uh, to consider together really what these verses have to teach us this morning. So verse 8, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Now I want us to imagine uh, this morning that we are in a school assembly. For some of you, that's just normal. That's where you are in life, so it's not much imagination. For others of us, we have to go way back in the past to when we were at school. So you're in a school assembly, and the head teacher gets up and says, I've got good news for you this morning. Thursday is going to be computer games day. All day, from beginning to end, you're going to play computer games if you're in year three. Is that good news? How many people here are in year three? Is it good news? How many people aren't in year three? Is it good news? No. Okay. Different school. Secondary school here. Head teacher gets up. I've got good news. Wednesday. You're going to go on a surprise trip. All expenses paid. McDonald's, trampolining, cinema, Pizza Hut. If you're in year nine. How many people are in year nine? You're looking forward to it. (laughs) Because we're just going to sit around being miserable when you're. It's good news. But only for a few people. I want you to notice that the angels say here about the message of Jesus this is not just good news for a few people. It's not just good news if you're in year three or you're in year nine. It's good news for everyone. This is what they say. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And that's what I want you to think about this morning. Jesus is good news for everyone. That includes you, and it includes me. And we see that throughout this passage. To, To begin with, we see that he really is for everyone. In verse 8 and 9 we're told, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And then an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Now let's be honest here, there's something extraordinary happening. I spoke to Matt just to make sure I could mention his name at this point this week. So Matt and Beth are expecting a baby later this week on Wednesday. We all know they never come on the date. I reckon it's Christmas Day, but they won't have it. (laughs) They're expecting a baby. So maybe at some point this week, Matt's going to have to think, oh, how am I going to let people know that our baby's been born? I don't know what plans he's got. Maybe some cards, maybe some texts, maybe some emails, maybe some phone calls, maybe some video calls. That's what we do, isn't it? When a baby's been born, we let people know in these kind of Ordinary ways. Not Jesus. When Jesus was born, the announcement came through angels appearing in the middle of the night. That's something extraordinary. But I also want you to notice there's something very ordinary happening here. Who do the angels appear to? Shepherds in the fields. At night, shepherds on a just an ordinary everyday night looking after their flocks. Shepherds are very ordinary people. They're not wealthy people, they're not incredibly clever people, they're not particularly religious people, they're not important or special in the community. They're just ordinary people. We have the same really with. Mary and Joseph. Matt made that point when when he introduced us to Mary in the Nativity. Mary was just an ordinary girl. Joseph was just an ordinary man. Jesus is for everyone, not just those who are especially religious. Maybe you're here today and you don't normally go into a church, and this is all foreign to you being in a building like this and having a service, and it's all a bit strange. Don't worry, you don't have to have been to church all your life for Jesus to be relevant to you. Or maybe you're thinking, I'm no one special. The paparazzi weren't there at the the door as I came in taking pictures of me because the latest news about me is going to sell millions of papers. Don't worry, you don't have to be famous or particularly respectable for Jesus to be for you. Jesus is for ordinary people like me and like you. He really is for everyone. That's the first thing we see here. Secondly, He really is good news. It's not just that He's for everyone, He really is good news. The angel announces that. Don't be afraid that this isn't as scary as it looks. I've come to give you good news. They will cause great joy. I love the response of the angels after that news is announced. Have you ever put Mentos in a Coke bottle? Have you ever done that? If you haven't, get your parents' permission and then try it. Because the moment the Mentos go in, the Coke just goes wild and explodes out of the top of the Coke bottle. And it's kind of like that, that's how my picture, heaven's like that Coke bottle, and the Mentos have gone in as the birth of Jesus has been announced, and then the angels just explode onto the scene, singing and praising God. Look at it here in verse 13. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, and then they announce this sort of song of praise to God. This is good news, they say. This is amazing news that Jesus has come. Why? Well, verse 11 tells us, Today, in the town of David, a saviour, a rescuer has been born. Let's take our imagination out of the school assembly into a far more dangerous situation. We're in a house, and it's on fire. What do we want to be happening outside the house as we're in it? We want somebody to be phoning 999. And are they going to ask for the police, the ambulance, or the fire service? Your life might depend on this. You need to know. <laughs> Any, anyone want to say... Olivia, the fire service. And then Jamie picks up the call and he comes with all the firemen. And then they come into the house after they've made sure it's safe and they come and get you and they rescue you from danger. They're rescuers. Jesus came to rescue us from danger. What's the danger? It's the danger of ourselves. It's the danger of our sin and rebellion against God. It's the wrong things that we've done that means we deserve God's judgment. But Jesus came, died on the cross for our sins, so we could be forgiven. The angel says, this is good news. In the manger is the saviour, the one who will deal with the problem of your sin. And then the second thing that we're told is he is the Messiah, the Lord. He is the Messiah. This is a word, it's the same word as Christ. This is the Hebrew version. The Greek version is Christos, Christ, which means God's anointed king. So the king say, this is good news. A saviour has been born and a king has been born. Now we might be thinking, we've already got a king. Charles III. Why do we need another one? Well, this is no ordinary king. If we go back to the Old Testament and we have the people of Israel as a nation and God gave them a king. The first one was Saul and then the second one was David and then Solomon and many ones after that. And what we find is God dealt with the people through the king. And how the king behaved... Determined how God acted. So if the king followed God, God's blessings were with the people. If the king didn't follow God, God's judgment was on the people. And so as the people turn away from God and the kings turn away from God and they they stand under God's judgment and they're exiled to a foreign land, they cry out to God to do something about it, to change the situation and bring back the prosperity and the peace. And so it's no surprise that God promises to do that because he's gracious, but also to do that by providing a king. A king who would reign forever, A king who would keep God's word and secure the blessings of God for his people forever. And he was a king not just for Israel, he was a king for everyone who would come and put their faith in him. And what we have in this announcement, see that king was known as the Messiah, the Christ. What we have in this announcement is the angel saying, this king who will bring in a forever kingdom with the security of God's blessings for all of his people, he has come and is lying in the manger. And for us today, if we believe in Jesus, we can be part of that kingdom. And we can enjoy those blessings now and forever. See, what does Jesus mean to you? What does he mean to me? That's a question worth asking at Christmas time as we think of the baby in the manger. Is that all he is? An historical event? A tradition retold? Or is he good news? that changes our lives. The Bible teaches that this is God stepping into our world to deal with our sin and bring in his kingdom. So he really is for everyone. He really is good news. And thirdly, he invites you and me to come to him. As the angels finish their announcement in verse twelve, they say this: "This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger." Now, what's going on here? If you receive an invite to a party, that party, it, that invite will tell you kind of where the party is, what time the party is, what's going to go on in the party. But it's more than just a, a detailed list of information. It's saying come to the party it's an invitation and these words of the angels point out that we're not just telling you this stuff so that you can know it not just telling you well by the way in bethlehem a baby's been born and he's a savior and he's the, the king we're inviting you to come and see him when you go to bethlehem There's an impetus, there's a direction there in their statement. When you go, you'll know what we've told you is true because he's lying in a manger. And that's what you will see. There's an invitation in their message. We see how the shepherds respond. They believed what they'd heard. In verse 15, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem. And see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Okay, well, we're going to believe what we've been told, and we're going to go. And when they went, what did they find? They discovered Jesus. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. How will you respond to the invitation today? The invitation of God through his word, the Bible, to come and see Jesus. To come and know the one who is saviour and king. Will you believe what the Bible says? As the, the shepherds believed what the angels said. What does that look like? I think it looks like this. Recognising that we are sinful, that we need a saviour. We need his forgiveness. And so we come and we ask God to forgive us and commit our lives not to live in our way with our thoughts, with our direction, but live in God's way, according to his word and following his direction. I think that's that's what it means to believe. It's not just... Oh yeah, those are, are facts in my mind and, and I don't doubt them. It, it's more than that. It's asking for that forgiveness and committing your life to Jesus. And can I say, if you do that, if you discover that faith in... Well, not if you discover, if, if you have that faith in Jesus, what you'll discover is Jesus himself. What you'll find is the Son of God himself who will bring you to the Father. What you'll find is the Holy Spirit of God coming to live within you. And you'll discover that Jesus is not just the Savior, but your Savior. Not just the King, but your King, your friend, and you'll find new life in him. If you want to know more about that, I encourage you? Come and speak to me after the service or someone else you know here in in the church. Or does that seem a bit too much? Maybe it can feel a bit too much to open up in that way. If, If you're in that place that you want to know more but you're not ready to ask those questions, please take one of these leaflets I mentioned earlier. In it is just a really helpful working through of the importance of Jesus and his relevance to us today. Bring in peace with God for us. Peace, yes, we one another too. And then the promise of peace in eternity. Do take one, they're in the foyer behind you. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for the message of Jesus. We thank you that it's good news for everyone. It's good news for us here this morning. Father, that just makes such a difference in our lives we pray that we would realize that he is the Savior and he is the King and that each of us here would put our faith and trust in him. Amen.